Welcome to a special edition of Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack. In a landmark ruling, the Supreme Court today legalized abortions. In remembrance of the 1973 Roe v. Wade decision, all this week, Andrew interviews Janet Porter, architect of the pro-life heartbeat bill, and a courageous political ally in the fight for life. We actually have the ability to dream with God. I believe that this is our opportunity to dream with God and to do what they say can't be done. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to a very special edition of our Gospel Truth broadcast. This week, we've got on my program Janet Porter, and this woman has been a force uh, of God in the political realm trying to end abortion. And I believe that we are going to see abortion ended in our lifetime. And a lot of it is due to this woman, Janet Porter. I'm going to be interviewing her, and I tell you, she's stronger than an acre of garlic. You will really enjoy this. And so we're going to uh, be continuing our interview with her. I encourage you to watch this. At the end of the program, we'll be giving you information about how you can get our product on Choose Life, which will include my interview with Janet, but also how you can get her product, her books, and go to her website. So watch this, and I'll be back at the end of the program. So you you uh, succeeded there in Ohio. How did you get into uh, going to the U.S.? Uh, well, Congress. I just, I, like I said, I, I met with a, uh, went to the Republican convention. It was held in Cleveland. Met Tom DeLay and got uh, him involved? No, Tom came a little bit later, but I, I, I ran into uh, Congressman Steve King at the Republican convention on the floor. Okay, here on the floor of the convention. I know God orders our steps. So what do you do? You don't say, isn't it great? And Trump's winning. Isn't it? I said, listen, we got a federal heartbeat bill. We think we're looking for sponsors. And he, you know, by the time I met him, by the time we had the memorial service, service for Phyllis Schlafly, which I think she'd be very honored to know that that was birthed at her memorial service. And he agreed to be the sponsor. Uh, he's a champion who was railroaded and misquoted and, and attacked uh, viciously uh, and, and inappropriately. But um, but he became our sponsor. And then when we had a handful of co-sponsors and we had our press conference and, you know, there were, you know, a dozen or so that stood with us. Um, and, and that's when I prayed and God gave me the idea, Tom DeLay. And then Tom comes and I'm telling you what, <laughs> the doors are open. We don't even have to stand in the long lines to get through the security. He, he waves his badge. Every police officer loves him. Uh, we go through the security. Tommy, you know, is, is, they love him. They, you know, we need you here to run things. And, and so he calls me. I said, I said, let's get in and see whoever we can see in the White House. Can you get us the vice president? And uh, he tried. And he says, oh, all I could get was the policy guy. Could, is that okay? <laughs> and I said, yeah, yeah, let's, let's meet with him. Turns out he's one of us. And I present this letter of all of our people. And I realize, oh my goodness, the guy's charismatic. He recognizes Cindy Jacobs' name, you know, Bill Johnson, these others. He recognizes names. And, and uh, I'm like, he's one of us. And so we pitched the idea and he loves it. And, and uh, the meeting's over and he, and he says, well, which way would you like to leave? I said, we're at the White House. I said, how about the scenic route? <laughs> and so we go down the stairs and there's Ivanka and there, and, and who do we run into but the vice president, Mike Pence. And he comes briskly walking over and he goes, Tommy, and they hug each other. See, Tom DeLay used to be Mike Pence's boss when he was the majority mm. leader when he was in Congress. And so it, he stood with us for, for half an hour. We took pictures. I showed him the letter. He says, I love, love, love the heartbeat bill. And, uh, and, and uh, I, he promised that he would put it on the president's desk. And I know he kept that promise. And the president's behind the heartbeat bill. We just need to break through the establishment. A lot of people who claim to be pro-life that, that are regulating abortion, we, we have a, actually a means to end it. This is the way that we can, we can close them down. And I'll tell you what, when we would bring in the, in the hearings, the uh, pro-aborts would come in and they, they'd testify. You know, the same people who said that there's no heartbeat, abortion doesn't stop a beating heart, they came and testified that heartbeat happened so early that we're, this will outlaw abortion. 
And I just sat there saying, you know, that's that's the thing, you know, the abortion mills are are motivated by money and they're probably not going to be able to stay open for a fraction of their business. They're not going to be able to make the money Mm -hmm. they're making now. And so, yeah, we may be closing them down, even if this is all we pass. And as technology gets better and better, we're going to hear that heartbeat sooner and sooner. And it begins to be 18 days before the woman knows she's pregnant. And so how many heartbeat bills have been passed now? Uh, Ten. And they're all working their way towards the Supreme they are, Court? They are They are. on their way through the court system. People get discouraged. Oh, this court struck it down, that court struck. No, that's the process. It's like a bow. The arrow, you, you have to get pulled back sometimes before you're released. And that's what's happening. And it is destined for uh, the heart of Roe versus Wade. And the Supreme Court is ready now. And we have the votes now. How long to, do you think before it gets there? Soon. I think soon. I mean, all right. Soon is what? Months or years? I think uh, within a with, within a couple of years we'll we'll see this come before the court, and I believe we'll see a, a ruling. And man, with the uh, justices that uh, President Trump has put in, this could end Roe versus Wade. So I've heard some people say that it wouldn't actually overturn Roe versus Wade. What they do is kick it back to each state that they could make their own deal. How does that work? Well, I've heard that, and and I understand the logic of that, but that's not how I'm praying. I'm thinking, no, you know, if the Supreme Court can overrule the whole thing, can strike down all 50 state laws protecting children in one fell swoop, why can we not say the 14th Amendment uh, that this science applies to? Even even the, the author, Henry Harry Blackman himself said, if you, you have science, this whole this whole case falls apart. It's 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 falling apart. And uh, and so I, I, I'm asking I'm asking God for the whole thing. But Amen. if you go state by state, we'll go state by state and, and we'll do it and we'll get it done. And we're going to see the end of abortion. Uh, babies will live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. OK, so could you address? I know there's some people watching this, but what about all of the uh, things that Planned Parenthood does for women? Could huh. you address that? Oh, my. Well, it, I guess it's best addressed when uh, our uh, brilliant President Trump he, uh, when Congress, the rhinos in Congress, even though we had the Republican House, the Republican Senate, we had we had the court, you know, being stacked in our favor. We had the president. They would not even end abortion, not only end abortion, but end the funding to Planned yeah. Parenthood. So, so what does the president do? He changes the rules and the Title X funds and says, hey, if you want to get our government money, you got to separate the killing that you do from the legitimate medical services. So there was $60 million at stake and Planned Parenthood, because because the so-called legitimate medical services, they're just a smokescreen for what they mm-hmm. really do, killing children. They wouldn't even separate it. They turned down $60 million yeah. instead and said, yeah, uh, we're just, we're just, well, yeah, yeah we, we're, we're not going to take the money um, because they know that they don't really have legitimate health care. You know, they claim they do mammograms. Guess what? They don't. You know, they, they, all of these things, they are in the business to kill children. In fact, I did a whole chapter about the founder of Planned Parenthood. Um, in fact, it's, it's, it's behind, the, behind the mask of greed and racism. Let me read you what the founder of Planned Parenthood said. You know, it's interesting that anybody who dares speak out for life, they, you're automatically called a racist, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the real racist is the founder of Planned Parenthood, Absolutely. the abortion movement. Here's what she said. We don't want the word to get out that we want to exterminate the Negro population. This is in a letter mm-hmm. penned by Margaret Sanger mm-hmm. that says we want to exterminate the Negro population. If if she's not a racist, there is no racist. And they put, I forget the percentage, but the vast majority of Planned Parenthoods are in the black community. They put them in there. The income. far majority, more than 80% are in there. And That's I'll tell you, I'll tell you how successful they've been. Uh, Catherine Davis put it this way. Uh, she she uh, came and testified for our bill, African-American leader, and, and she said that we have killed the equivalent of every man, every, 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 every black man, woman, and child alive during 1960. 
We've wiped out the entire population that was alive during 1960. 20 million uh, African Americans have been killed. If Black Lives Matter, then they need to they need to they need to quit being hip, the hypocrites and That's say right. these are the, this is where the killing's being done. It is the lethal form of racism, and we need to stand up against and it. And if I'm not mistaken, I think there's more black children aborted in New York uh, each year than are born. That's right. That's terrible. It is. And where, where's the outrage? And what's the percentage? Is something like 13, 15% of the population is black and yet like 30 something percent of all abortions? Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a absolutely systematic uh, a program to, to kill the minority populations. They, they, they saw them as unfit. This is, this is, this is, this is Hitler stuff. This yep. is the eugenics that they were well, used. Margaret Sanger actually admired Hitler and I all wrote those about people. It. They, they, she used some of the, of the Nazi uh, writings to legitimize her, her, her deal. This is, this is, um, it's more, um, how shall I say it? It is, it's more evil than people can imagine. And if I'm not mistaken, again, I'm sure you're more versed in this than I am, but she's the one, I think, that said that the blacks were like human weeds yeah. that needed to be pulled out of the garden and stuff. She hated blacks. And yet, uh, you know, it's funny, they're, they're tearing down statues of, of, yeah. of our leaders that weren't perfect, and yet there's a statue to Margaret Sanger. Are you kidding me? That's the first one that needs to be yanked down. I tell you, it's, it's a tragedy what's, what's happened. So um, I also have heard that Planned Parenthood, you know, they claim that they do all these services for women. But if I'm not mistaken, again, you're much more uh, knowledgeable than I am. But there's like 600 and something Planned Parenthoods. And there's literally thousands of the pregnancy centers that provide all of these services and stuff. So women would not miss out on any of the positive services. No, in fact, have. if I got in Congress, I'd introduce a bill that we that we fund adoption and not abortion. Um, but when we're looking at the, at the pregnancy centers, I, I remember I was on a show, it was a national show. I won't tell you because it's it was very very liberal and and uh, this woman got in the audience and she said, "You're talking about the pregnancy centers. They try to trick women in to have their babies." I said, "Look, look, here's an easy way to tell." If you're not sure, if you're looking at the phone back when we had a phone book, you're not sure whether you're looking at an abortion facility or, or whether you're looking at a pregnancy help center, here's a way to tell. If you see any reference to Visa or MasterCard or if money changes hands, that's abortion. Our services are free. And that's that speaks good. to who it is that really cares about women. We're giving them a choice that both they and their children can live with. I've started four pregnancy centers here in this area, and we actually you. saw the... Um, abortion rate in El Paso County, the largest uh, county down there in Colorado Springs, cut in half and wow. the state down one third. And these pregnancy centers are doing a great job. Wow. That's so great. That it's is so awesome. great. Thank you for doing that. So what's the future here? How um, are we progressing? What's happening right now? We're going to end abortion. That's what's happening right now. And we have, we have the means to do it. This is a handbook on how um, uh, and again, if a purple state of Ohio can pass a heartbeat bill, I go to Texas. I say, look, we're, we're in Texas. Ruby red tech. Come on. If Ohio can pass a heartbeat bill, Texas can. I go to North Carolina. Surely if Ohio can do it, then, then North Carolina can do it. And they look and they say all oh, the reasons that they can't be done. I, I, I've encountered, I think, virtually every reason that it can't be done. And we, we overcame it. We just we just kept pounding. So what's the situation with Texas? They actually defunded um abortion or something they voted against it what yeah happened? they've been passing a lot of a lot of those those great you know ambulatory services that you got to have you know they've done a lot of good things 
But uh, there's a guy by the name of Briscoe Kane. He is the sponsor in Texas. Uh, Tom DeLay, who lives in Texas, helped him out as well. Um, but they were fighting the same thing we were fighting. They're fighting the establishment, the right to life establishment that says, we're the pro-life leaders here and you do what we recommend. And, and, this is, and then they tell the public they're for it and then they work behind the scenes against it. If you have a group that claims to be neutral, what that means is we're opposed behind your back. Um, if you're, if you are a pro-life movement, I remember meeting with, I remember meeting with, uh, with, with Michigan Right to Life, the president of Michigan Right to Life. And I said, you know, they used to bring me in to speak at all their events. And, and I said, look, you know, I've read your missions. I met with National Right to Life. I said, I've read your mission statement. You guys want to end abortion. This is a way to do it. Where are you in this battle? And they, they wouldn't, they wouldn't do it. They wouldn't budge. In fact, I'll tell you when it was, um, it's 2018, we had the House, the Senate, the White House, we had the court, and we pitched the idea and we said, look, we have the means to do this right now. The window of opportunity is open. It may not be open for long. And we pitched this idea and we had more, more co-sponsors on the federal heartbeat bill, 174 co-sponsors. We had more co-sponsors on the federal heartbeat bill than any other pro-life bill, and they refused to pass it. And the reason they gave, Paul Ryan gave the reason, he says, well, you know, right to life doesn't like it. You know, we're not getting a lot of, of support from the establishment groups in Washington that you've been sending checks to all these years. They're the ones standing in the way of ending abortion, and it's tragic. And if you don't believe me, every single thing is documented. It's footnoted. I've lived it, and it's, it's, uh, it's a sad, sad state. So they've actually tried to get this vote in front of the House multiple times about a child born alive through an abortion, uh, the, uh, what do they call it? The abortion? Borderline, borderline Infant Protection Act. But you want to know something? they won't even vote on that. That's the Senate, yeah. And they've got this 60-vote closure rule, right, that says, oh, we, we won't do anything because it's going to take 60 votes. Well, I, I hope they get 60 votes, but I think this. They need, to start, they need to start breaking the rules to get things done because that's a self-made rule. They can, they can make whatever rule they want. In fact, they change it at will. When they want to get a judge through, they change it. When they want to get appointments made, they change it. You only need 50. You only need 51 instead of, instead of 60. This needs to be done. And honestly, I'll just tell you this. I believe that, that why there's such strong support behind, behind the president is that he's the guy that's going to get it done. He's, he's an anti-establishment man who, who I, just, I trust is going to, 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 to bring this to an well, end. Well, they've also tried to bring, is it that same bill to uh, a vote in the House and Pelosi won't allow it? Well, now Pelosi won't allow anything. You know, we can't. But I mean, haven't they tried to get that well, born we... alive survivors? Yeah. Act? Oh, yeah. They won't even do that. Yeah. They won't even bring it to a vote. No. That's a shame. And you know, it, the masks are off. I mean, and here's the thing where I believe that the enemy has overplayed his hand. They are now embracing killing children until birth uh, and even beyond, as we saw with the governor of Virginia. Um, but we we are, are, are the American people that doesn't sit well with them. Like, how in the world can you say we're going to kill an infant? What, what in the world? Um, and and I, th I think it's going to backfire. The enemy has overplayed his hand, and we're going to see uh, the American people rise up. And what I want to tell those that are, are watching, those that are listening, is this. Um, look, if you can use the shy kid who's afraid to give a speech, uh, he can use you. Because it's not about us. It's about him. It's about our God. It's about his ability. And it's about our faith in him. He works through faith. Faith is the pipeline for God's power. And, uh, you know, when you have fear, it's when you have a, a great big devil and a little bitty God. Um, and so what, what is it that you believe? 
Uh, show me what you do, and I'll tell you what you believe. If you say you believe the Bible, well, well I want to see your life. What so, impossibility? So are you, you doing? got a film. You've written multiple books. Do you have a website with all these things available? Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, you can go to faith the number two action dot org. Faith two action. The shortcut is f two a dot org. Um, we also have a uh, uh, light winds. You can get it all on, on faith two action right now. Um, but yeah, the best is yet. I mean, we we actually have the ability to dream with God. Yeah, I don't believe God's dream on his plan for America is over right now. I believe that this is our opportunity to dream with God and to do what they say can't be done. And if you want a place to start, I used to say, God, I, I want to see as, as much as the enemy's done. That's a poor way to pray. I, and then I thought, well, I'll be really faith-filled. Let's play double what the enemy, now, now what I pray is sevenfold what the enemy's done. Mm-hmm. Because if the enemy, you, know, you read in the Bible, you either pay back double, you pay back sevenfold. Mm-hmm. If you're caught, well, I want sevenfold. What, what is, what, what the, the internet monopoly, the, bull, the big tech bullies of, of Google, of Twitter, of Facebook, of, of the Harry Potter series, of the, think of the, think of the, of the, what the enemy has done in the government school. I, I'm asking for sevenfold back. And you know what? Our God is bigger and he's, and he, he Amen. is moved through faith. You know, Trump, he ran on draining the swamp and I can't say he's drained it, but I often say he's lowered the water level so much that all the critters are exposed. They are. And I think that it has brought out people that now are wanting to kill babies even after birth. And they were saying it was women's right, but it's showing that it has nothing to do. I mean, once that child is outside of the body, it has nothing to do with that woman. That's right. And so they have exposed themselves and hopefully the church is going to respond. But, you know, just a couple of weeks before these programs air, uh, I made some programs about the 2020 elections. And some of the things I was saying is that the church, man, has been asleep at the helm. And hopefully this is waking us up and stuff. And we, we have an opportunity here with the Supreme Court and these things that we could literally see abortion uh, ended in our lifetime. And, no question and that's about awesome. it. No question about it. I appreciate what you've been doing, Janet. Thank it's you. awesome. It's exciting. It's exciting to see what God's going to do next. And and I see him moving in America like like I haven't before. There's 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 this this shift that has happened where people are awaking. They're being awakened to to who God is and what he can do through ordinary people. And whatever it is, maybe God put something else on your heart. For me, it's the life issue. Uh, it's it's this, the freedom issue, the liberty issue. Uh, but but we, the reason I wrote this book is is whatever it issue it is, this is how we can take God at His word and step out and do it. No matter where you, I mean, I get calls from people. I'm just a housewife. What can I do? Well, you can end abortion. And let me, let me tell you, it doesn't take a majority. It never has. You know, I, it was David Barton, our mutual friend, who said, you know what, the American Revolution, it seemed like all those patriots back then. He says, no. He says it was supported by 25%. Only a quarter of a population, 7 to 8% of Americans actually participated in the American Revolution. And, and they weren't very viewed as heroes any more than those hero- heroic people who are fighting on the front lines right now. They were not viewed as the heroes that they are today. Mm-hmm. But they fought against the most powerful nation on earth. And what they did is what we're doing now. They made an appeal to heaven. Our friend Jason Rapert at the, the, the hearing in Congress, he brought from him a flag we've used many times at, at, our, yeah. at our, our rallies. Uh, it's the appeal to heaven flag. And it's, it's, the, it's the, the evergreen tree that says an appeal to heaven. Because our founders, they were inspired by the writings of John Locke. that We have no other recourse. Make an appeal to heaven. And so as he held this flag, we, we prayed for several hours outside the hearing room before it began. And we held on to that flag. And we prayed for God to do the impossible. And you know what? That's when it hit me. Oh, my goodness. We aren't even supposed to be America, but we made an appeal to heaven. 
George mm. Washington commissioned this flag to fly over our first Navy ships. That's where we captured the, the British ships that had our supplies, that had our ammunition. That's how we won the Revolutionary War. We made an appeal to heaven and God heard us. Mm -hmm. And so as I'm holding this, I'm like, we shouldn't even be in America, but yet here we are. Trump shouldn't even be president, but yet there he was, elected to the shock and awe of the, of the world. Yeah. And, and, and so that's when I knew the God of the impossible is going to do it again. One of the things I love about you, though, is I'm a minister, but, you know, people are always talking about we need to pray, make an appeal to heaven. I agree, but we have to do more than that. You have to act. And that's the thing I love about you is that you've done all of these actions. And this is what I think is missing. People are praying and asking God to end abortion, but they wouldn't stand up and defend it. They won't uh, promote uh, all of these things. And we've got to get action, not just prayer. That's it. You can march, you can talk, you can pray, you can do all these things, but somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to step out and, and take the hits. You know, uh, it, it was Governor Huckabee that says, you know, politics is you have to like the taste of your own blood. You got to get used to the taste <laughs> of your own blood. I mean, it's it's not fun. And there's a lot of things that are, are very difficult. It's not, not nice to be slandered everywhere you go. Uh, you know, when you can count your friends on one hand, but I can tell you this, it's worth it in the end. Uh, I remember uh, there were there was a time when it was really just down to me and my, my friend Lori. Uh, they were a handful of the outer circle, but, but we were the ones working around the clock on this. And, uh, and people say, you know, oh, we don't have the group. We don't have the people. I'm like, I'm going to tell you from experience, you, you get a friend. That's why Jesus, I think he sent out two or more, the disciples. You get somebody that can, that can, that can stand with you, that can, that can be next to you, that can, you know, link shields with you. Um, and then others around. I mean, there were times when we filled the state house. I mean, we broke records. We, we filled every chair. We've rented every chair and filled it in the middle of the week for a big rally at the state house. People outside overflowing. There were times when we were the most popular kids on, on, in town. And then when it got tough and when we had to expose those who were blocking us, those that were formerly our friends, um, then, then, then that's when, that's when the rubber hits the road. That's when, that's when we had to do whatever it takes. And, uh, and I'm just saying, if you're willing to take God at his word and never give up, you're going to see the victory, period, the end. Well, I need you around here to help us. We filled out our state capital with so many people that they couldn't accommodate them. They were all outside and everything. And we went until one o'clock in the morning, but they did exactly what they wanted to. They got a... You know why? They got a homosexual governor, a homosexual... I mean, a state and Senate and Republican. They're all, I mean... Uh, Congressman, representatives, what I was thinking of. They're all Democrat and they just do what they want to but you regardless. Know what? Because they're the ones doing it. You see, we need to do more than just rally at the state house. We need to run to be members of mm -hmm. the state house. We need to run for office, whether we win right away or not. We need to be filing elections and making these people uh, prove what they, I mean, we, we made them work. I mean, I remember the, the Senate president said he was working, what did he say, 20 hour days because I, I yeah. made them work. Um, I mean, when there was a debate, I'm going to tell you something. They lost the debate because they're pretending to be to be conservatives. They're pretending to be, oh, I'm for, you know, getting rid of Common Core. I'm like, really? Because where's the bill? You've had all these years to do it. Where, where's the bill? Mm -hmm. Where? What are you doing? Uh, you say you're for the heartbeat bill. Wh wh where's your name on the bill? I don't see it. You they know? haven't done the heartbeat bill in Colorado, have they? No. They needs, it needs to be. We uh, need some help. We spent 75000 this last election cycle on some trying to get some people involved in uh, office and stuff, supported them and did things. So we're getting involved in that. But man, I could sure use your input. You know, we need to to bring the sword into the battle. Uh, that's one of the things Ken Ham talked about. He goes, yep. if there are two knights that are fighting and uh, if one knight says to the other, you know, before we begin, I want you to throw down your sword. He says, they wouldn't do that. We'd never do that. We need to take God's word. It's the sword. That's the sword. And we go in there. And I'll tell you one story. I, I went in. They were, had a bill that would protect babies from conception. 
And uh, Right to Life opposed it. I went in just ordinary person before the heartbeat bill was ever birthed and uh, conceived. I, I testified for the bill. And this woman on the committee said, where is Democrat? Where do you come off saying that to be a Christian, you need to be pro-life? She said, the Bible is a book of tolerance and Jesus never used the word abortion. I said, well, if you open up that book, you'll see thou shalt not kill made the top 10 commandments, mm -hmm. not suggestions. And what Jesus said is, is if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. He commanded us in Proverbs 24, 11 to rescue, rescue those that are being carried away to death. He commanded us in Proverbs 31, 8 to, to be a voice for those appointed to die. It's just, we're just being obedient. And we need to take that word of God where we go. We need to take that sword into battle. But the women's lib would come along and say, but it's not a child. Yeah, well, then they're the science deniers. Because guess what? There's a heartbeat of a fellow human being. We're not talking, in this case, we're not talking about a glob of tissues or a single cell. We're talking about a fellow human being with a beating heart. And how heartless is it? How cold and heartless is it to turn your back on a fellow human being whose heart is beating like an SOS, crying for help? Well, we're going to heed that call, and it's happening. Amen. Man, that was powerful today. I tell you, Janet inspires me. This woman is strong. And uh, I believe that she's inspired you. I would like to encourage you to please get this product on Choose Life. Also, you can go to Janet's website. She's written books. She's got plays. She's in the process of producing a sitcom. She's just using everything she can to get the message out. And so listen to our announcer as he gives you some information. You will be blessed. In a landmark ruling, the Supreme Court today legalized abortions. The majority in cases from Texas and Georgia said that the decision to end a pregnancy during the first three months belongs to the woman and her doctor, not the government. Before he found me in my mother's womb, he knew me before I was born. He sanctified me. We held these truths to be self-evident that all men are decreated equal. They all adult by their creator with certain unalienable rights that monkeys are life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. Remember, it's my choice. It's God's choice. It's a baby choice. It's our choice. Not yours. Choose life. Choose life. Choose life! It's so cute. He's so tiny. Today, you saw a portion of Andrew's interview with Janet Porter. To find out more about Janet, her ministry, or her new book titled A Heartbeat Away, go to faith2action.org. This week's interview with Janet Porter is available on a special Choose Life USB flash drive. Also included on this flash drive, you'll find many more interviews and testimonies relating to abortion. This Choose Life USB flash drive will be accompanied by the Observing All Things booklet that contains many statistics and scriptures with regard to abortion and other social issues. You can get these valuable resources for a gift of any amount when you contact us. Call our helpline at 719-635-1111. Our helpline is open 24 hours a day, Monday through Friday, and from 7.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday and Sunday. To write us, use the address on your screen. We appreciate your generosity and hope to hear from you today. I want to let you know that when you support Andrew Womack Ministries, that we also support a lot of other ministries. 
We actually started the Springs Rescue Mission that is now the largest distributor of food and clothing and furniture in all of Colorado Springs. We've got ministries to orphans. We've got ministry to children that have been caught in the sex trade. Uh, we support uh, pregnancy centers. They've actually lowered the abortion rate in Colorado to one of the lowest in the nation. And there's just a lot of things we do. So when you support here, you are helping us reach people all over the world. Andrew has many conferences and seminars around the globe each year. For the latest information on Andrew's complete speaking schedule, visit our website at awmi.net slash events. I want to let you know that we have now started a Karis Daily Live Bible Study. We've been doing a Bible study every Tuesday night live for about two years, but now we have five days a week. We've varied the times so that we can accommodate anybody's schedule, and it's going to really be good. We're going to use our instructors from the school, and it'll be a blessing. So remember, we now have a Karis Daily Live Bible Study five days a week.